0: Iowa's Newsworthy Past is a project imagined and curated by me, Kristen Noonan, a newly minted librarian.
1: With help from
0: Rod Library at the University of Northern Iowa, I come through an encyclopedic, handy-dandy Iowa Historical Newspaper Library Guide to select stories and record myself reading them out loud all in my basement. The music you're listening to right now is by Iowa City's Blank Shaw, and the music you're about to notice in the background is by Memphis resident Brendan Lee Spengler. As your time allows, then please enjoy. You're totally free, no strings attached, blast from the past. It's another day, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to January 8th on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Our first stop on this day in history will be in Knoxville, Iowa in the Iowa Voter Newspaper on January 8, 1874. I'm your host, Kristen Noonan. It's a pleasure to be your guide today. Let's roll. The Destitution in Northwestern Iowa Report of State Grange Committee For the past two months, liberal donations have been going forward from all the more favored portions of the state to relieve the sufferers in the northwestern counties of Iowa. The contributions have been mainly sent through adjutant General Baker, who has given his time and energies to the work of gathering and forwarding them. Five or six weeks since, he visited that section in person consulted with the local committees, and made careful investigation of the the condition and needs of the homesteaders, the causes of their destitution, etc., and testified to the necessity of generous charity towards them and the justice of their claims. Upon these points there can be no question Dry prairie grass is the principal fuel, in fact, the only fuel, obtainable by many. The extraordinary mildness of the winter so far has been favorable to the comfort of hundreds of families who must otherwise have suffered intensely if they had not perished with cold. They are not only destitute of fuel, but of food and clothing to a great extent as well as of seed for the sowing and planting in the spring. Severe weather may be anticipated as a rule for the remainder of this month, and February and March. Although coal, wheat, corn, potatoes, flour, meal, groceries, shoes, blankets and clothing to the value of many thousands of dollars have been supplied to these people They will need thousands more to carry them through the winter and enable them to make crops the coming year. Except the magnificent donations gathered at Pella, our county has done nothing, doubtless because no organized effort has been made to awake sympathies of our people and gather their offerings. Now that a special appeal is to be made to the Grangers all over the state, we hope that Marion County will do its share. If the patrons of the county see fit to take the lead and do the work necessary to be done, others will doubtless give as cheerfully as if the effort were made in some other way or by other parties. The following report explains itself. The committee appointed by the State Grange at its last session, consisting of J.D. Whitman, R. R. Harbour and D. W. Prindle to investigate the matter of the reported destitution in the northwestern counties of this state have, by two of their number, visited the counties of Osceola, Lyon, O'Brien, and Sioux and have made their report to the central office at Des Moines. They find the destitution in the district above named to be of a great, general, and serious nature, and notwithstanding all that has been done through the praiseworthy efforts of General N. B. Baker and others, they estimate that at least 500 families in that portion of the state are totally destitute of the means of obtaining food and clothing, while many more will need some assistance before they can sustain themselves. The committee will, in a circular to the Granges throughout the state, call for contributions of food, clothing, fuel, and seed, and for appropriations of money from Granges as others for the relief of this people. The committee, for want of time, have not yet visited the counties east of those above named but from representations made to them believe that a considerable extent the same is true of at least a portion of them. This condition of things is not attributed to any lack of industry on the part of the settlers, but is the result of causes entirely beyond their control, and which no human foresight could have averted, grasshoppers, unfavorable weather, and so on. The soil is not excelled by any in the state, and the committee were impressed with the unusual degree of intelligence and morality of the people. Coming here with limited means to obtain lands under the Homestead Act, they had most of them invested their last dollar in improvements and the planting of the crop of last season, and had no misfortune overtaken them, they would have been in the enjoyment of plenty. The Committees are fully satisfied of the necessity of assistance being extended to this people, and that as speedily as possible, and they have endeavored to so systematize the work as to protect both the generous public and the needy homesteaders from imposition, and to that end request all contributors to report to J.D. Whitman, Des Moines, what they may desire to send forward that an account of it may be kept in this office, and he will direct where to send it and in turn require vouchers from those distributing the same showing to whom it was given. We could state many more facts in relation to the wants of the homesteaders, but we prefer at this time to issue this short statement for the information of those who have been in doubt. Signed, J.D. Whitman, R.R. Harbour, D.W. Pringle. I have read the above report and had consultation with the committee, and I shall cooperate with them in their efforts. We shall have no divided committees and distributions. Signed, N.B. Baker. There is at Des Moines a secret society or band of men who for the past eight years have paraded the streets at midnight on New Year Eve in cowls and white robes and perform their weird ceremonies, ringing a large bell, burning documents, etc. No one outside the mystic circle knows who they are or what their purpose. Their midnight yearly meetings are announced by notices sent to the city papers by letter, and published a day or two before the close of the year. The following are samples of their mysterious announcements. R.E.C.A. Let not the right hand know what the left hand doeth. The altar is sprinkled with blood, and the tiger crouches at the foot of the throne, and the vulture flaps his wings, for the final flight 10.30 10.30 is the hour for the unknown to assemble. The great bell toils, tolls all day long for the wanderers to return. R.E.C.A. He that giveth to the poor lendeth to the Lord. The serpent's fangs are bare. He will strike at 10.30. When the great bell tolls and the sol- solemn hour draweth nigh, let the faithful assemble. The band is known to be a charitable one. Last Thursday morning, at 2 o'clock, after their midnight ceremonies, they sent a messenger to the residence of Mr. West, whose wife is president of a relief association, announcing that they would call. They did call after a little time, given the preparation to meet them. They rang and were admitted. The leader handed Mrs. West an envelope containing a $100, in a disguised voice requesting her to distribute it to the needy. They requested of her a list of the needy families in the city, which she gave. In the morning it was ascertained that flour, groceries, etc., in generous quantities, had been left at the doors of all those families during the night. The extensive charities of the band indicate that they are wealthy men. The poor of Des Moines bless the R-E-C-A. Our next stop is in Knoxville, Iowa in the Knoxville Journal newspaper on January 8, 1898. Questions and Answers. This feature will be under the special supervision of John W. Wright the well-known editor of the Notes and Queries Department of the Iowa State Register. We have engaged Mr. Wright for one year, and during that time we will expect to make this column a weekly encyclopedia of every branch of human knowledge. Address all questions to Box 166, Knoxville, Iowa. The Maelstrom from Orange City, Iowa. Please answer in the query department. What is the cause of the Great Whirlpool off the coast of Norway? What is the meaning of the word maelstrom, the name applied to the whirlpool above mentioned? J.F. Answer 1 and 2. The maelstrom, which means grinding stream, is just off the coast of Norway southwest of the lofoten Islands, and is without doubt the most wonderful whirlpool in the world. It runs between the islands of Mos- Moskines and a large solitary rock in the middle of the straits. The strong current running between the great west fjord and the outer ocean through the channels of the Loften Islands is the cause of the maelstrom and many other whirlpools any of which extremely dangerous to ships and shipping. During severe storms from the west, for an instance, the current runs continually to the east at the rate of 6 knots an hour, without changing its direction for either raising or falling tide. And the stream will boil and eddy in such mighty whirls that the largest steamer could hardly contend successfully with the waters. The depth of the whirlpool is only 20 fathoms, but just outside the straits surrounding reach from 100 to 200 fathoms. The great danger to vessels is, of course, not to suction into the heart of the whirlpool, as the old wonder books used to tell us, but of bowing dash to pieces against the rocks. Sherman notes, silver certificates from Cedar Falls, Iowa. Are Sherman notes or silver certificates redeemable in gold? It appears to me that a silver certificate should be redeemable in silver only. But a friend tells me that he can prove that what he calls Sherman notes are redeemed in gold if the holder requests it. Please give me some light on the subject. From W.H. Answer you have probably made the mistake of considering Sherman notes and silver certificates as being one and the same. The Sherman or coin notes issued in part payment for silver bullion purchase under the Sherman Purchase Act of 1800 have always been and are now redeemed by the Treasury on demand in gold. The notes are redeemable in either gold or silver, but in order to maintain the parity of these two metals, it has been deemed necessary to redeem them in gold at option of the holder. Silver certificates are an entirely different kind of money. They were not issued in payment of bullion, but simply certify that so many silver dollars have been deposited and are payable to the holder of the bill on demand. They are not redeemable in gold under any under any circumstances. The compass gold and silver single tax Vinton, Iowa. Is it true that the compass was invented by the Chinese? two. Does the government claim a certain percent of the gold and silver mined in the United States? three tell in a few words exactly what single tax means from cmd answer one the compass and generally credited the compass is generally credited as being an invention of the Chinese at all events it was used in China long before it was known to Europeans Some writers claim India as the home of the person who invented the compass. Other writers, equally eminent, say that there is no way of knowing when or where it was first used. 2. The mining of precious metals in this country, like all other kinds of mining, is a private business with which the government has nothing to do, whatever. In short, the government makes no direct gain from such enterprises. 3. Single tax is a tax levied on land values only. Who was Diana, a political party? From Knoxville, Iowa. 1. Who is referred to in the expression, great as Diana of the Ephesians, found in the 28th verse of the 19th chapter of Acts? Two. When did the Constitutional Union Party exist in the United States? From W.E.N. Answer, one, Diana was an ancient divinity worshiped by the Romans and who is said to be identical with Artemisia of the Greeks. According to the legend, she was a daughter of Jupiter and Latona, the sister of Apollo. Two, the Constitutional Union Party sprang up in 1860 and died out in 1861, at about the beginning of the Civil War. It had one presidential ticket in the field, John Bell of Tennessee being the candidate for president and Edward Everett of Massachusetts, the vice presidential candidate. Tanning for Skins, from Council Bluffs, Iowa. Please give simple directions for tanning fur skins from WC. Answer. Take for each skin an equal portion of borax, saltpeter, and glabber salts the quantity in proportion to the size of the skin, and mix into a thin paste. Put this on with a paintbrush, thickest on the thick part of the skin. Next, double the skin together. Flesh side in, and keep in a cool place for twenty-four hours, taking care not to allow it to freeze. Then wash the skin clean, and take of. Soda one ounce, borax half an ounce, castile soap two ounces. Melt all slowly together, not allowing the mixture to boil. Apply this to the skin as in the first treatment. Fold same as before, wash clean and take 2 ounces Galeritas in sufficient rain water to dissolve it. Saturate thoroughly with this, letting the skin remain wet 12 hours. Ring and dry and finish up by rubbing with a pumice stone and emery paper on the flesh side. Old trappers say this is the best tanning receipt known. Kentucky's part in the war. From Waterloo, Iowa. I have heard it said that only three other states furnished more troops to the Union armies than Kentucky. Is this true? From B. Answer. Kentucky furnished 79,029 Federal Troops Nine other states furnished from 80,000 upwards as follows New York 467,047 Pennsylvania 366,107 Ohio 319,059 Illinois 259,147 Indiana one hundred ninety seven thousand one hundred forty seven Massachusetts one hundred fifty two thousand forty eight Missouri one hundred nine thousand one hundred eleven Michigan eighty nine thousand three hundred seventy two and New Jersey eighty one thousand ten chilly as it is from Loon Iowa Would like to know something of Chile's government as it is at the present time. From B.C.R. Answer. There are executive, judicial, and legislative departments in the scheme of government as established in Chile. The legislature is divided into a Senate and a chamber of deputies. The president serves five years and is not eligible to re-election. The Senators served 6 years and the Deputies 3. Are the Planets Inhabited? From Perry, Iowa. Are the Planets Inhabited? What do the astronomers say on the subject? From H.M.W. Answer 80 or a 100 years ago, the astronomers believed that some of the planets were inhabited and a few of them argued that even the sun might be peopled. The astronomers of the present nearly all reject these notions and declare that the planets are still too highly heated to support. A Red-Headed King, Pyramids, from Davis City, Iowa. One, what king of Britain was noted for his ruddy complexion and red hair? 2. When were the pyramids built from H.H.? Answer 1. William Rufus, son of William the Conqueror, was the King of Britain, noted for his ruddy complexion and red hair. 2. About 3,000 years before the time of Christ, the exact date is not known. Our next stop is in the Knoxville Express newspaper on January 8, 1919. Held short course. Tractor demonstration given last Saturday. Mechanism is explained. Experts gave advice to farmers on the use of the tractor for general farm use. All who attended the tractor school, which closed, Saturday, January 4th, after a a day-and-a-half session, were well satisfied in every respect. All said, they were well pleased and would be glad to attend a similar school again. Because of the bad road and extremely cold weather, the school was not as large as it would otherwise have been. The tractor subject is one of timely importance and one that should be studied from all points of view by the owners, and those contemplating the purchase of a tractor. The object of these tractor schools is to give tractor owners and others interested in power farming first some first aid work for the tractor. Mr. Tracy of Des Moines was in charge of the school. Mr. Elliott and Mr. Crosswaite, also Professor Glass of Ames, are the ones that gave the talks, and they were very practical. Some of the things that were brought out very carefully and explained through the methods of charts were mechanical and power system, fuel and carbureting carbureting system, and air and gas system. A great deal of time was spent in explaining the use of the low-grade fuel in tractors. They tried to make it clear that if the tractor was built right, It will operate successfully on kerosene and other low grade fuels. It certainly seems greatly to the farmer's advantage to have a tractor that will produce power on low priced kerosene or coal oil or distillate. Farmers appreciate the work that is being done and the motive behind these schools, and it is hoped that in case these schools are here again next year, more favorable weather will permit. Of a larger attendance. First Pella boy to return. Andrew Degowie home after seven months spent overseas. Andrew degoy of Pella, who has been with the Aero Corps in France, was the first Pella boy to be returned from overseas. Degowie has been over about seven months and was stationed in England when the armistice was signed Arthur DeJude, another Palaboy, has been sent back and is now at the Government Reconstruction Hospital at Fort Des Moines. DeJude was injured in the same battle in which the first Boy was killed last July. He lost the instep of one of his feet by a German bullet. Classified ads. For sale, New Timothy Seed, F.A. Monroe. For Sale, Potatoes and Onions, Frank Monroe. For Sale, Man's Fur Coat, Mrs. C.W. Cornell. For Sale, Pair of Feather Pillows. For Sale, Medium-Size Kohl's Hot Blast Heater, Good As New, Aristo Studio. For Sale, A Few Choice Poland-China Gilts, Double immune, bread to Hercules, D.B. Cherry. For sale, some Timothy alfalfa and blue grass hay, also some oats, straw, Huffman Brothers. For sale, a few barred rock cockerels, finely marked, large and thrifty, Mrs. Thornt Black. For sale, pure bread. Chester White Boars, also a good Jersey cow to be fresh in December. George L. Butterfield. For sale. A real auto king eight in fine condition, fully equipped. If you want a car worth the money, CRE Brobst. Wanted. To buy a load of corn. W. J. Casey. Wood choppers wanted. Basil Overton Route S Route eight Lost and Found Lost Duck Coat between Zinn's residence and gas plant Peter DeCook Miscellaneous Keanize Your Home Floors and Woodwork Dunlap Drugs Co Harness Repairing and Oiling Prices Reasonable EC Wilson North Side Square International Dip for Disinfecting Sprays for Applying It, Dunlap Drug Co. ANSCO Cameras and Photo Supplies also do Amateur Finishing, Dunlap Drug Co. All Prescriptions carefully compounded at reasonable prices at Dunlap's Drugstore. Purina Scratch Feed Makes Hens Lay, Purina Chicken Chowder Makes Hens Pay. Dickerson Brothers, we solicit your trade on the basis of quality, accuracy, service, and fair dealings. Dunlap Drub Store. we buy poultry, eggs, and cream, hides, and pelts. We sell mill feed, all kinds, Underhill and Keller, next door to Olympic Theater. If you want that dingy woodwork of your home to look like new, use Key & Eyes, which can be secured at any color at the Dunlap Drug Co. The painting season is at hand. Beautify your home both inside and out. We have paints in every purpose. Dunlap Drug Co. We are better equipped than ever to supply your drugstore wants. A trial will convince you and your trade will be appreciated. Drug Drugstore <laughs> Announcements Dickerson Brothers but buy empty feed sacks of all kinds. Bring them in while the price is good. You can exchange your wheat for good flour at the Hawkeye Mill, E.C. Pringle. Purina Scratch Feed makes hens lay. Purina chicken chowder makes hens pay. Dickerson Brothers. The ladies' aid will serve a 10 cents tea at the home of Mrs. W. G. Harvey Thursday afternoon from 8 until 7. Six until seven. Mixed paint. 100% pure. That means pure lead, zinc, and oil. Nothing else. Dunlap Drug Co., Make the woodwork of your home look like new by using Kyanize, ask the Dunlap Drug Co. to tell you about it. Renew the inside woodwork of your home with Kyanize, the most beautiful finish on the market. Dunlap Drug Co. There will be a called meeting Thursday afternoon, January 9th, for the purpose of initiating and preparing for installation All members of the WRC are requested to be present. Esther Booth, President. If you are going to have a public sale get Robinson experienced and and successful real estate and stock sale auctioneer to cry it. Claim your dates for February at the Express or Journal office am now sawing lumber at my mill near the fairgrounds. Bring in your logs and have them sawed into lumber where I will pay the market price for them. William Kellum. For sale, 120 acres located six miles from county seat of Marion County, Illinois, and two miles from station. 80 acres of this farm lays five, fine, 40 rolling, but can be cultivated, good six-room house, good barn, and other outbuildings, fine orchard, and lots of water. On good road, price $80 per acre. Encumbrance, $2,200 due in four four years. We'll trade this farm for good property in Knoxville. H.E. Knott's, Swan, Iowa. That's it for January 8th. On Iowa's newsworthy past. Thanks for tuning in. Hey there! Thanks for listening. Hey, if you liked your ride, remember that you can follow me on Instagram at Iowa's newsworthy past. If you didn't like your ride, well, maybe you will tomorrow. i to eat